What's up, guys? Welcome back to Beyond the Bandwagon. I'm Kyla, and with me today and every podcasting day is my co-host, Elias. Hey, Kyla. <laughs> it's Saturday morning, and it is a beautiful day to win your fantasy league. Week three is here, and I finally feel like I'm shaking the rest off. Week two was a little crazy with a lot of injuries. I had a lot of people on my roster get injured, um, not all of whom were starting, luckily, so I ended up squeaking out a win again last week. Um, I'm now 2-0, and and I'm ranked third overall. Oh. I'm not super high scoring. Third in the league. But uh, I'm still third because I haven't lost yet. Um, last week, I won my game 116.22 to 107 over 86, or er, oh, not over victory. 86, but 107.86. Um, not a wide margin of victory there, but still, I um, Jared Goff was okay. I ended up benching Chris Godwin, which was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and I benched him because, well, Jameis, but Godwin finished with eight receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown. So Jameis Winston continues to fuck with me, even well, when I and, dropped him. And Jameis is all that needs to be said, <laughs> truly, after week one. Um, and as, as for the injury bug and all that, we're all feeling it a little bit. We'll yeah. get to injuries here in a second. But you said you got a win. I did. I got a win as well, mm-hmm. 123 to 89. Um, I made a lot of mistakes with my lineup, yeah. actually. Um, as I'm sure we will soon point out, Damian <laughs> Williams, once again, uh, I have been, you know, ride or die for Damian Williams. Very loyal to Damian. And, uh, it hasn't worked in my favor well, so far. And I do want to say as well, you are two and O oh, and uh-huh. you're in third. Just want to point out I'm in second. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. We know. We know. Uh, two and O. Oh, um, so I think with mine, we could go into winners and losers from week one. I can just kind of, you know, combine this a little bit. Mm-hmm. I picked two people for my team. Um, my winner um, for week two was Vance McDonald. Uh, a huge bounce back week after a subpar week one. Um, he had 19 points, seven catches, 38 yards, and two touchdowns. Wow. Uh, week one, he did not do very well. So I benched him and picked up TJ Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the, my m- mistakes of the week. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson only got 1.2 points. He was a shell of what he was in week one. Wow. Rookie tight ends tend to do this. There's yeah. a lot of uh, unpredictability mm-hmm. with guys like that. But I was very disappointed. However, like I said, still got the win, but that was one of the mistakes that I made. I dropped Kyle Rudolph to make room for Hawkinson, and he pretty much remained next to uh, irrelevant. Wow. Uh, Three catches for nine yards, so I think I still made the right call. Yeah, not a bad choice there. Hawkinson seems to have the higher ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um, Odell Beckham solidified my win on Monday night. Six catches, 161 yards, and a TD. And, of course, Lamar Jackson, uh, my loser for week two, as previously mentioned, Damian Williams. Mm-hmm. Nine attempts for eight yards on the ground, not what <laughs> you're looking for. Three catches for 48 yards, saved his week, uh, around seven points. 
and an injury played into that. He is out. That is bad, though. Like I mean, a, he is injured, but that is still not great. I was expecting more out of the Chiefs playing the Raiders. Yeah. I, I realized that I was very positive about the Raiders in week one. That won't be happening again. I'll, I will also talk a little bit more about the Raiders here coming yeah. up. I mean, the Chiefs overall, the, the running game, LaShawn McCoy, of course, on my bench, didn't do much either, but also injured. But still, he only got 3.8 points, it looks like, last week. Not as much as Damian then. Yeah. I'm feeling good about that. Yeah. However, uh, LaShawn McCoy, maybe a little Darwin Thompson. We'll see how the Chiefs want to play it with mm-hmm. Damian Williams out yeah. for week three. Well, I also made mistakes on my roster, too. I benched Aaron Jones, who also went off last week. You know, it happens. It's, a, it's <laughs> the way it goes. Um, my winner of week two, I went with Julio Jones. He had a great game. He caught five of ten targets for 106 yards, two touchdowns, one of which was a 54-yard score in the final two minutes of the game. That was the game-winning score. And he now holds for the Falcons the receiving yards record. He broke Roddy Roddy White's record. It's hard to believe he didn't already have it. But yeah. then again, White was on the team a long time. He was on the team a long time. Mm-hmm. So, um, my loser of the week also involves somebody on your roster you didn't mm. play, but D.D. Westbrook, who was somebody I was really high on, you know, before the season. I realized he did play on Thursday of week three, and there was a slight improvement from last week. But in week two, he got one of five targets for three yards. That is it. He has also been very disappointing. I have been looking at my bench and frowning. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully this Damian Williams injury doesn't plague me too much yeah. i did pick up carlos hyde but yeah dd on thursday night the jaguars played the titans mm-hmm. to open up the week dd five catches for 46 yards a week one touchdown saved him in that regard but he now has a total of 11 catches for the season yeah so five <laughs> in, in week three 46 yards in week three he had 33 yards prior to that so he really doubled up on on everything uh, this week, and it's still not an awesome performance. Yeah, it's really not clear to me if the loss of Nick Foles is what really hurt him or if he just... Gardner you know. Minshew yeah. uh, seems to like Chark. He does. D- DJ Chark, who yeah. is still available in our league. He is, yeah. By the way. There's a lot of people in our but league still available. But the thing though. about him is that, you know, it's all about the waiver wire. There's yeah. no point in trying to, to pick him up yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure there are much better days ahead on the horizon for DD, unfortunately. So it's not looking good. I think that's good though. Cause my bench seems to be, I look at my bench players and I'm pretty happy with how they're performing. So I think that that's going to help me in the long run. Playing the long game. That's smart. <laughs> it's smart. Um, so we mentioned some injuries already. Uh, one, tons. Yes. There were tons this week. One notable one, Drew Brees. Had thumb surgery. Um, I don't think they have released an actual timeline for his return yet, but the estimation was six weeks back week 11. And he has Teddy Bridgewater as as his backup, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and it looks like the Saints are going to try and do a sort of two-quarterback system, Mm -hmm. perhaps with a little Taysom Hill thrown in there. 
we will see how that goes. That seems like a very college (laughs) way to solve the problem. Also Um, not good for fantasy football if you need a quarterback at some point, but not good for the saints offense in general. When you look at Kamara and Thomas, uh, the, the, guys on there that Drew Brees really has obviously they're very talented on their own he didn't turn them into stars but the fact that the offense goes through Brees like it does Mm -hmm. it makes their fantasy value skyrocket yeah for sure Um, another injury another big time quarterback Big Ben out for the year Uh, he's having elbow surgery Mason Rudolph Mm -hmm. actually did pretty well against the Seahawks in week two uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to be as bad as what some people think. So, um, I also, staying on the Steelers, James Conner, who was on my roster, suffered a knee injury, but he did practice in full on Thursday and Friday and was not on the final injury report. So, there's some speculation that Jalen Samuels still may take some carries, but I'm still going to start him, I think, in my flex. So I think you have to. Yeah. Especially with he was my first overall pick. How can you? Yeah, can you, you the all all the values there. You have to play him, and on top of that, you would think that Rudolph is going to need him. Yeah. To carry the load and and take some pressure off of him in his first career start. Yeah. So thankfully for the Steelers and for fantasy owners, James Conner's in there. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're going to move to the Eagles, who had several injuries. The most, the biggest ones on offense, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, um, who I picked up Deshaun Jackson last week off the waiver wire. But oh, you has sure did. Been I <laughs> no benefit him. to me <laughs> yet. Um, Deshaun Jackson is definitely going to be out this week, possibly next week too. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, he has a calf strain. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. Do you know? It is trending toward him playing. That was the update today. Mm-hmm. Yahoo had previously said he's on the wrong side of questionable, but it would seem that Jeffrey will be in the lineup, but it'll be a game time decision. Nelson Aguilar uh, would seem to be the main benef- beneficiary to both of these guys being out. I mean, if they're both out, Zach Ertz, his targets go up. Oh, yeah pretty much everyone on the on the offense as previously mentioned many times <laughs> as we move on to the Chiefs Damian Williams out for week three LaShawn McCoy uh, likely to play Darwin Thompson maybe in there Thompson seems like a stretch yeah uh, and then the injuries keep rolling there were a million as previously mentioned your Cowboys Michael Gallup yeah who also on my roster a meniscus tear uh, he had minor surgery out two to four weeks. Yep. Will the Cowboys miss Michael Gallup? I, I think I think they'll miss him, but I think either Devin Smith and Randall Cobb may get, you know, more targets. They may if you're desperate for a receiver, maybe pick those guys up, but there are other wide receivers as we'll talk about who we think might be more valuable than that. Who do the Cowboys play in week four? Do you have any idea? Because this week we're talking about will they miss uh, Michael Gallup? Michael Gallup. Well, they play Miami, and they so. play Miami is is the point that I'm I'm getting at. Um, I they think play... they could pretty much sit half their team and still comfortably <laughs> beat Miami. <laughs> Next week they play the Saints and then the Packers. So 
Well, without Drew Brees, maybe they won't miss Gallup. Gallup next week yeah. either. And he'll be back for the Green Bay game. Hopefully. They have seen, you know, it seems to be working out for the Dallas Cowboys right now. It does. I'm, just I'm thrilled about. I mean, you know. Um, Devin Singletary <laughs> also was injured and is out for week three, which makes Frank Gore pretty valuable. Frank Gore. Yeah. And then another running back, Marlon Mack, apparently had a calf injury. That was news to me in the last couple of days. Um, he is questionable. So something to keep an eye on. It's only week three. It's kind of amazing how many people are already banged up. Yeah. Um, the quarterback news keeps coming. Cam Newton is out this week. Kyle Allen <laughs> is the backup quarterback. He will be in there. David Njoku of the Browns, tied in, broken wrist on IR. The season for the Browns not going exactly according to plan. However, they're not 0-2. They're 1-1. One one. They are, but it's not... Uh... It hasn't not going been, as people anticipated. It hasn't been beautiful yeah. so far by any means, but they they get a chance to prove themselves this Sunday night. They host the Rams, very tough team, obviously. Mm-hmm. Wade Phillips gets his chance to shut down the Browns' offense. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. And finally, with all the injuries and people being cut and whatnot, Antonio Brown was released. Was released. Yeah. Fired on a Friday. Mm-hmm. That's really all we need to say yeah. about that. You can Google why Antonio Brown is no longer playing football. Right. Hopefully no one else picks him up either. Yeah. But we will see which team wants to take that plunge if, yeah. if we get there. With that news, obviously, that makes Josh Gordon, Philip Dorsett more valuable again. To what extent? We'll see. It's always the Patriots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never clear. Yeah. It's clear as mud. Yeah. Um, other top waiver wire ads this week, DK Metcalf, Seattle wide receiver. He's um, looking pretty good so Talented. far. Talented. Yes. He had three receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown last week. He, uh, just the the athleticism with him mm-hmm. just seems to be incredible. Yeah. Hopefully they start tossing him the ball more. D- Debo Samuel of mm-hmm. the 49ers over my guy Dante Pettis, who seems to be non-existent in the offense. As I said last week, go ahead and drop Dante yep. until further notice, which it, it pains me. Yes. Um, DJ Chark on the Jaguars, Demarcus Robinson of the Chiefs, Terry McLaurin. Uh-huh. It, it is McLaurin, right? Yep. Um, I of Washington. And then in the quarterback realm, Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford. If Josh Allen is still out there, a dual threat. Yeah, definitely. Definitely worthwhile to pick up. I would definitely go with Josh Allen over Matthew Stafford. Um, I picked up Matthew Stafford this week because somebody else took Josh Allen and I didn't put in a waiver claim because I was trying to improve my uh, waiver wire position. But I do think Matthew Stafford is a good play this week. Let me look here. In Philadelphia? Yes, he's they're playing Philadelphia. And Philadelphia has not been great against the quarterback position. They've allowed the six most fantasy points. So if you need a quarterback, I think it's a good play. Quick mention, Jimmy Garoppolo, also probably a good play this week. Um, So, yeah, I I like those guys. All right, moving on. We are officially now week three, Mm -hmm. all week three from here on out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good and bad 
matchups for us this week. My first one is Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit of shine taken off of this if Alshon Jeffrey does play. Yeah. I, he's going to be banged up, though, so I think it's still going to be a good game for him. Uh, once those guys went out last week when they were playing Atlanta, uh, the volume for Aguilar rose dramatically. He finished with eight catches for 107 yards and a TD on 11 targets. He also dropped a pass down the sideline late in the game Ooh. right off his hands and he had just wide open spaces. Yeah. Uh, he wound up catching another big pass right after that, so it kind of negated what you would have gained mm-hmm. from the drop, but he may have had a touchdown yeah. on the on the drop. Nevertheless, uh, finished with 22 points in our league, had only two catches in game one of the season when everyone was healthy. It would seem that he is a plug-and-play guy in yeah, week three. Definitely. Uh, my first guy that I think you should start this week, Hollywood Brown, who is on your roster. Are you starting him? I'm actually, I have him on the bench. We'll see if there are more problems with my lineup choices. <laughs> we'll get to my lineup in a second. I, I've, got, I've got Cooper Cup in there. Mm, I think Hollywood Brown might be a better choice for you. Um Week two wasn't quite as crazy for Hollywood Brown as week one was, but still a solid outing. He finished with eight receptions for 86 yards. Kansas City has given up 525 yards through the air through two weeks, and according to Yahoo, the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So this game, as we will talk more about later, is going to probably be a very high-scoring affair with two very prolific offenses. Uh, Marquise Brown is getting a ton of volume. He's leading the team in targets through two games with 18. Mark Andrews is a close second with 17, but they are far and away above everyone else. So I think if you have Hollywood Brown on your roster, you should definitely start him. I will take that into consideration, and I believe <laughs> you. I, I want another. I want another spot. I want another spot on the roster to yeah. put in Hollywood Brown. Um, there were a lot of naysayers about brown after week one you know they were playing the dolphins Mm -hmm. but the volume stayed there in week two and it became a close game late in that game when they're playing the cardinals it it would seem that marquise is is here to stay i'm kind of wishing i'd taken him instead of deshaun jackson at this point (laughs) deshaun jackson's gonna come back though he's gonna be good he was amazing in week one that's for sure um my other good matchup Tight end Evan Ingram for the Giants at Tampa Bay. I'm going out on a limb a little bit here. Daniel Jones is now the starting quarterback in New York over Eli Manning. But what does a young quarterback like more than a security blanket at tight end? Mm -hmm. Evan Ingram uh, is having a great year so far. Already has 17 catches for 164 yards and a touchdown. They are playing Tampa Bay this week. Tampa Bay defense definitely played better in week two against Carolina. Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, very uh, highly regarded in NFL circles. I just simply think that Daniel Jones is going to need Evan Ingram. Mm -hmm. Young quarterbacks, as I said, we saw it last week with Rudolph and Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald caught two two touchdowns from Rudolph once – Big Ben had been knocked out of the game. I just think Ingram's going to get a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I think so too. 
my I'm gonna go out on a limb here with my next dark guy too in Peyton Barber. Same game. Um if you have injuries at running back, this might be a good plug and play guy for you. Last week he finished with twenty three carries for eighty two yards and a touchdown. That in comparison to Ronald Jones, who only had four carries for nine yards. Now, we don't know if this will change each week with Bruce Arians saying last week that they'd go with the hot hand, but at this point, it seems like Peyton Barber's hand is the hot one. The Giants are not doing great at stopping the run, allowing the 12th most fantasy points to running backs, according to Yahoo. They've given up 240 yards on the ground over the first two weeks. Would I start Barber over... Saquon, hell no. <laughs> like no. But if you need a running back, I think this is a good play this week. Seems like a good flex option yeah. at the very least, yeah. depending on your RB situation. Uh, to recap, the guys that we're looking forward to this week: Hollywood Brown, Peyton Barber, Aguilar, and Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. Now, four guys that are bad matchups that we're not looking forward to. My first one is Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. The star RB for the Jets already has 54 total touches through two games. The volume could save him in this matchup. Um, you know, with Luke Folk as the quarterback for the Jets this week, it would seem that Bell, there's a high chance he could get plenty of checkdowns. You know, mm-hmm. five to ten catches I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But the Patriots have only allowed 2.6 yards per carry to RBs so far this season. And they have so far allowed the third fewest fantasy points to RBs, according to Yahoo. Bell has projected 16.67 points in our league. My assumption is that he will not reach that marker. Yeah, I don't think he will at all reach that. My first guy to sit, staying with the running backs, on Johnson at Philadelphia. Last week, he finished with 12 carries for 41 yards and two catches for 47 yards with one receiving touchdown. I realize that Detroit released C.J. Anderson this week, which may give him a small boost, but overall, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference, especially not this week. The matchup against Philadelphia is really tough. Um, Philly's front seven is really quite rude to opposing (laughs) running backs. (laughs) They've allowed the 10th fewest fantasy points per game to running backs last week. Devontae Freeman and Ito Smith combined for 54 rushing yards and 55 receiving yards. Philadelphia is weaker against the pass, but Carrion only has five targets over two games. He did make the most of those. He's got 60 yards and a touchdown um, over those two games, but I feel like that's probably the ceiling. C.J. Anderson was targeted zero times in the passing game, so I don't expect an uptick there. And Anderson wasn't used much in the red zone either, so I don't think that he's going to get much increase there. I'm hoping C.J. finds a team. A quick side note, former yeah. former Broncos great, mm-hmm. Super Bowl champion C.J. Anderson. I think he's good. Like, I like him. He definitely had some good years. Yeah. I'm not going to say I've been monitoring, you know, this season right. where, his, where his legs are. but He was – I mean, he held his own with the Rams last year. Yeah, very true. Was out. Very true. Carry on Johnson is a bad matchup. My second bad matchup, as I mentioned earlier, my very short love, not love as a Broncos fan, I can't say that. My very short affinity, I guess, for the 
Raiders offense is over. <laughs> uh, my bad matchup is Tyrell Williams, the wide receiver, and the Raiders are at Minnesota. We do love the Vikings. At least I love the Vikings. I, I, I'm, I don't have anything against the Vikings. <laughs> we like the Vikings here at uh, Beyond the Bandwagon. Yeah, we, we do. So far this season, Dalvin Cook is making us look good. He is my uh, star player on my roster right now. There you go. So there you have it right there. <laughs> uh, Oakland looked great in week one. Unfortunately, it would seem that was because they were playing the Broncos. <laughs> Tyrell will get Xavier Rhodes, the cornerback from the Vikings. Uh, Sunday, Xavier Rhodes is one of the top guys in the league, and it would appear that Williams is dealing with a hit pointer. It doesn't look like a positive way to start for them. Last week against the Chiefs, a TD saved his fantasy week. However, he only managed 46 yards. The Chiefs secondary, as we've talked about, not the best. Mm-hmm. They are susceptible to good passing offenses, and he only got 46 yards. He's projected around 10 points in our league. I'm also willing to bet that he does not get there. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't want anybody really who's playing Minnesota. <laughs> not at all. Um, my next guy with a bad matchup. This will make Elias very happy. Aaron Rodgers versus A-Rod. Denver. Is it in Denver or is it in Green Bay? It is in Green Bay. In Green Bay, okay. The f- not so frozen tundra of Lambeau <laughs> Field. Um, according to NFL.com and Next Gen Stats, the Packers are one of the worst offenses right now, which is surprising. Consider, I mean, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's great. He's one of the best. But their offense right now is ranking 29 overall, which is. Pretty bad. It's only ahead of like Miami and Chicago. I don't remember the others. Um, While the Broncos defense is ranking number 11 overall and third against the pass right now. They have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Rodgers is already only averaging about 206 yards per game and he's got three total touchdowns in two games. If you compare that to like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, who are the top three quarterbacks right now. All those guys have seven touchdowns with Lamar Jackson having 596 yards, which is the least of the three, and Mahomes having 821 yards, which is the most in the NFL right now. Insane. Yeah. Rodgers is falling somewhere in the middle of the pack right now, and his offensive line, not great. He's been sacked seven times. The Broncos are coming off a very heartbreaking loss to the Bears, and I think they're going to be looking for some redemption. So I have a feeling that Von Miller and co. are going to be in Rodgers' face all day. So could we say the Broncos are your upset pick of the week? They could be. I was really fishing for that one. I think they could be. I, 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 I'm hesitant to say it, but yes, I, I think they might get their revenge and win. They might after get last there. Week. Well, and we were talking about the Broncos' defense. I hope they are that good. Yeah. I, I hope they, you know, hold true to that almost top 10 mm-hmm. ranking. But you were talking about the offenses that are doing poorly. One of them, they got to play the Bears. Yes, they did. But then the Raiders really made them look bad in week one. So it's were, been vexing. I think they were a little rusty in week one. I think they're better than that. 
And, you know, we're talking about the Packers, uh, new coach, new guy calling the plays. Mm-hmm. It would seem like they're going to, it's going to take some time for them to gel. Yeah. As a recap, our bad matchups of the week, carry on Johnson, A-Rod, Le'Veon Bell, and Tyrell Williams of the Silver and Black. <laughs> our game of the week, not hard to predict. This one, it is Baltimore at Kansas City. The obvious choice. The obvious choice. It's hard not to expect a lot of offense out of this one. Mm-hmm. Seemingly, the Chiefs can score on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> And on the other side of the ball, Lamar Jackson has been a bit of a revelation, playing way better than he did last season. Mm -hmm. And Mark Andrews for Baltimore, the tight end, two 100-yard games so far. A lot of people predicted that he would have a solid season, but probably not that solid. And Mm -hmm. you would think that he won't be able to keep up this pace all year. But it would be really great if he did (laughs) in this one and made Lamar Jackson look good. And the Chiefs, since week 12 of last season, have allowed the most fantasy points per game to tight ends. Really? So there's, you know, there's just a little minor tidbit for you. If you got Mark Andrews out there in in my other league, I actually have Travis Kelsey starting as my tight end and then Mark Andrews in my flex because he's been on my bench both weeks and he's gotten around 25 points. Mark Andrews has been on your bench? I have Travis Kelsey. Oh, well, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I didn't know I should start him in the flex, <laughs> but I'm going to try it this week. And of course now Mark Andrews will probably finish with like two catches oh, and, and, and 15 yards now that he's in the flex, but he's, he's flexing for me. Probably. Yeah. Um, these are two of the best offenses in the league. Baltimore right now is ranking first overall. Kansas city is third. I believe just a happy little note here that Dallas is in the middle there and mm, second. I bet they are overall. And they might be first overall after this week playing the Dolphins. <laughs> they might. Zeke might run for 600 yards. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, I do think Baltimore has the better defense. Currently, they're ranking second. Kansas City is ranking 20th among defenses overall. Baltimore is running a whopping 223.5 yards per game between the running backs and Lamar Jackson, of course. Kansas City only averaging 72 yards per game right now. So Even with Damian Williams? Even with Damian oh. Williams. I know that's hard to believe, but yes. Blowing my mind. <laughs> um, both teams are weaker against wide receivers than they are against the run. Baltimore is allowing the 14th most fantasy points per game to wide receivers, and Kansas City is allowing the 8th most. So, with that said, I think this is just going to be a slugfest. It's going to be very high scoring with a lot of yards, a lot of passing touchdowns, maybe not so much rushing, but a lot of things through the air. I think they could get the running backs going possibly in the passing game. Some shady. Maybe some shady. Maybe a little bit of shady. (laughs) Yeah, maybe some shady. Uh, Projected points. For these guys so far, Pat Mahomes has projected almost 30 points in our league, Jeez. which for a quarterback That's is pretty amazing. Lamar Jackson, almost 25. Travis Kelsey, the next highest projected guy at 15.76. That's also unheard of for a tight end. Um, I think Kansas City is going to take this game because the saying is, Offense wins games, defense wins championships, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think that 
Kansas City is just going to be able to outscore them eventually and that they'll take the win. They played last season as well in Kansas City at Arrowhead, just like this one. And the Chiefs pulled out a narrow win. Lamar Jackson wasn't quite then what he is now. What he is right now, yeah. I also would pick the Chiefs. They're at home. They're clearly a favorite Mm -hmm. to win the Super Bowl if, you know, Tom Brady ever decides to have a bad game. And, you know, the Ravens are right there. Yeah. They are, you know, way more highly thought of than they were before the season started. Definitely. That's for sure. I think it'll be a close one, but I do think Kansas City will pull it out. The The staying power factor kind of is here, too. We'll see if the Ravens are as good mm-hmm. as many people feel that they are. Right. We'll, and we know we'll that find Mahomes that out this is, week. So. Yeah, we already know that Pat Mahomes is, is the real deal. Yeah. We'll see if Lamar can stick with him. Yeah. So, like we said... Everybody that you have in the past game for the Ravens or the Chiefs, you should play. I'm not so sure on the running backs. What do you think? You're going to play Mark Ingram, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I am going to play Mark Ingram. Um, My lineup for this week, as we said, play everybody on the Ravens. With that being said, I'm sitting Marquise Brown. (laughs) I think you're going to regret that. Oh, I probably will, but I just... (laughs) I don't want to take Mike Evans out of my lineup. I don't want to take Cooper Cup out either. And it it, it, it may not work. You think Mike Evans is going to have a, a breakout game this week? Mike Evans has been a little disappointing so far, for mm-hmm. sure. But I feel that there are a lot of years where just stars like him, they're going to go through a couple weeks of poor games. Just I just, start. I am just... Very afraid, very <laughs> afraid to take him out. As soon as I take out a person of that caliber, yeah. you know, especially against the Giants, a team that's going nowhere fast, you know that the Mike Evans is just going to catch yeah. like 15 passes. Cooper Cup's got a tough game against Cleveland, though. You could uh, take him out. I know. <laughs> it, this is See, th- this is tough. This is tough. So, you know, f- fantasy lovers out there, my receivers – I've got Odell Beckham, clearly someone you don't take out of your lineup. Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, Dee Westbrook, who we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. who was on my bench, and then Hollywood Brown. I feel that I have a good receiving core, yeah. and just Hollywood Brown right now is my odd man out, and I may regret it. <laughs> I, I, it's a good possibility that I will. Kyla can gloat on our <laughs> next pod, and that is fully all right with me. I I'm do also, love to gloat. I'm all, <laughs> I'm also putting Vance McDonald back at starting tight end with Hawkinson on the bench. Hopefully I get that one right for the first time all year. Lamar Jackson, Saquon in the RB spot with Mark Ingram, Carlos Hyde, Matt Ryan, Damian Williams on the bench, Harrison Butker in the Philadelphia D. Yeah, sticking with Philadelphia's D. I couldn't okay. find anybody oh. else yeah. that I I wanted to get Dallas. Me too. I tried to get Dallas. No. I don't know who got him. Um, Jesse did. Mitch's biscuits. Mitch's biscuits. Um, yeah, I wanted to get Dallas too, and I but I didn't want to put in a waiver claim for him because I thought there might be other options. I ended right. up going with uh, San Francisco's D against Pittsburgh, which may be a good option, maybe not. San Francisco's defense is. Kind of under the radar, pretty good. 
And Mason Randolph may throw an interception or two, so that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> um, I think Steelers and 49ers is a pretty intriguing game. Mm-hmm. A couple of, at the very least, talented tight ends. Obviously, George Kittle is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Vance mm-hmm. McDonald could be there, yeah. maybe, if yeah. he gets some volume, which is what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I think that game should be fun, Yeah, for sure. So my lineup this week, like I said earlier, I picked up Matt Stafford. And I'm benching Jared Goff because Jared Goff is not very good on the road. And Cleveland is not terrible against the quarterback. So um, I went with Matt Stafford, my wide receivers. I put Chris Godwin back in there because Jameis is not going to continue to mess with me. I'm going to stick with Chris Godwin. (laughs) Tyler Lockett also has a good matchup with New Orleans. Of course, in my running back spots, I have Dalvin Cook. Because he's never coming out of there until he has a bye week. He's just, he's just there. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> uh, my other running back, running back two, Aaron Jones. He probably will stay in my lineup pretty regularly at this point. My tight end already played this week, Delaney Walker. I continued on with him. Looked like he was going to lay a big goose egg there to start the game, but he ended up having a pretty decent game. He got nine point nine points. Seven receptions for 64 yards. I think there may have been a little garbage time in there. Was was there a little garbage time for, for I Delaney? Actually, I didn't watch it, but I it doesn't matter. Points are points. Man, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> that was a rough, rough game. Well, Mariota got sacked nine times, so that is always... Minshew mania is in full, full bloom. Oh, yeah. People wearing the mustaches. <laughs> and that, that was the positive thing and then they show his dad in the crowd his name is flint oh flint Minshew. wow and uh (laughs) it was hilarious first of all just like the look he had on his face but also this guy's jacked (laughs) (laughs) like i was i was working and all of my coworkers are just like man that guy's jacked i'm just like well gardner Minshew. it it runs in the family that's like a (laughs) these guys you know i like it thinking they're a bunch of badasses apparently (laughs) Uh, my flex, James Conner is on my flex right now. I was debating between uh, James Conner and Shady, but I think I'm just going to leave James Conner in there Shady. because I kind of feel like I have to. Um, on my bench, Jared Goff, John Brown, who could possibly get, be a good flex option for me. Brandon Cook's on the bench. And then injuries, Michael Gallup, Deshaun Jackson, both out for week three. And then I'm sticking with Brett Maher as my kicker against Miami. I was going to maybe get a new kicker because the Cowboys just aren't kicking that many field goals. They're just getting Oh, they're just too good. It's like the <laughs> Goskowski, you know, the, the, the Patriots don't need any field goals. It's all the extra points now. Anybody who listens to this is going to hate me for being a Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm sticking with Brett Maher this week. I like John Brown this week too, but not over any of your RBs. Yeah. So that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Well, good luck in week three. Yeah. To you, Kyla. Yeah. I hope we are both To you, you're gonna need it. Oh my. <laughs> I think, you know, pretty good chance we're both three and oh. After this so. is all said and done. We will uh, we'll check back in next week. That'll do it for us today. We will continue to post our 
uh, best waiver wire pickups every Tuesday. Don't forget to subscribe and review our podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Ask us questions anytime on Instagram and Twitter. We really want to help we you and answer them. To help, we are here to help. <laughs> At BTBW Podcast, please give us a follow, and we will talk to you next time. See ya. See you later.